0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Leon Balogun says he thought his return to Rangers was a prank. Celtic show interest in Polish defender Mike Navrocki and Lewis Mayo seals a permanent move to Kilmarnock. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon Dale. Yeah, good evening, Andrew. Preparations still going on for most clubs. Still trying to add to their squads, obviously concentrating their pre-season games. It's all about the fitness, the sharpness, the work that they're doing on the training ground. And everything's focused towards August the 5th and the start of the new season. And we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, we're now at that point in either pre-season or into the season for a lot of clubs with the League Cup group stage where supporters will have a decent idea of what the squads are looking like. The either have seen them in competitive action. We've seen plenty of games, as I say, in the League Cup group stages. But you look at the likes of Celtic and Rangers who have now played high-profile friendlies and supporters will now have a, a decent idea of what the squads look like and what they want to add to it as well. Yeah, but <clears throat> what you can't do is you can't you can't just judge the games. You you look at Celtic the other night, they're losing six goals. Um, you look at a Newcastle team coming, obviously, uh, McGregor's testimonial. You could just take your mind back to last season and the League Cup uh, group stages where Jim Goodwin and Dundee United are really struggling at this moment in time. St Men were in the same situation. And they went on to have a terrific season. So as much as supporters will be looking at their teams, their squads, maybe the style they play, how they're playing, results obviously in the League Cup sections, it's very early doors. Everybody's still preparing for that league campaign. Well, simple question to you out there at home. You'll have seen your team in action. What do you make of the way your squad is shaping up, no matter who you support, other players that you're looking forward to seeing a bit more, players you've got high hopes for for the season ahead, some of those summer signings, or maybe there's a player that you expect to kick on from last season. I want to hear from you, 0141 951 1025, or you can send a tweet at Clyde SSB. We did mention those friendlies, but it's good to see the competitive action back in the League Cup's been Real interesting games as well. Marvin Bartley in the studio last night. His Queen of the South had a three-all draw with Motherwell. Motherwell taking on Queen's Park this weekend. Mm -hmm. St Mirren have been in action. They'll be looking to bounce back from their defeat at the weekend. But loads happening. Yeah, uh, plenty happening. Um, plenty of results, plenty of shocks. Um, already I, I touched on it. Jim at Dundee United's come in for a little bit of criticism because of the last couple of results. Um I think the League Cup campaign is very, very good, especially for the likes of, as you're talking about there about Queenie South, you play Mother Bowls, you play Premier League clubs, it gives you an idea, it gives you that that sharpness, that fitness, because you're probably doing more work off the ball because you're playing a, a team that's probably uh, superior to you. Um, and there have been some cup of shock, uh, um, shocks and results, and uh, I will continue that way. I think everybody's just... You know, so glad to be back up and running. Uh, the big two, obviously, they've got the glamour friendly still to come up. Um, I don't think you get a right, a right feel for it until, you know, the first probably first three, four weeks into the, in, the, uh, the actual, um, you know, competition in the league. Um, but I think that they're still, obviously, Celtic Rangers still trying to do business as well. Still, still trying to add to the squads. I'm, I'm sure other teams are doing the same. So I think for a supporter just now, any club is exciting. 
01419511025 is the number you need. David is a Rangers fan first up in Barhead. David, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good. Yourselves? All good. good. All good. How are you feeling about the way Rangers are at the moment in their pre-season preparations? I was watching the Newcastle game last night and obviously you can't read too much into a game where what there was 10 or 12 subs on each side. But I thought I was impressed um, with, the young, with the guy Lammers. But I thought the game changed for Rangers when they brought on Hadji, and I thought Raskin was sensational. I thought their their passing ability and ability on the ball to see passes changed the game. Rangers were the better team, I think, once the two of them came on the park. Yeah, I mean, we'll start with Sam Lammers, who mm. David said he was impressed with. There was a lot of talk from supporters on this show when he signed... Rangers fans concerned about his goal record at previous clubs that he wasn't prolific. Yes, he scored in that game, but Rangers fans will have been pleased with more of his all-round game as well, with what he, he offered at times. Yeah, and, and, and that's what the pre-season games are all about. And you're up against, I totally understand with David, you don't get carried away with these sort of games because if you're a player and I've been involved in, in management, I've been involved in playing as well, if you're making that many changes, there's no rhythm to the game, Andrew. Basically what the coaches are doing is simply getting minutes into players' legs, getting players out there, getting them used to the home support, letting the fans see the new players. Um, I think that he, he, he touches on Raskin. I think Raskin, since I've seen him, has been a terrific sign. Um, him and Cantwell have really, really hit the ground running. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if the other players can follow suit but so far what I've heard um, from the signs and, and training whatever I think I think they're building up a real good strong squad and if you look at both clubs it's going to be with the squads that Rangers and Celtic carry the competition for places this season has got to be incredible You mentioned Raskin he made a, an immediate impact when he came in in January as did Todd Cantwell do you think the two of them could maybe go up another level now that they've got a pre-season under their belt? Yeah, 100% and you come into a club the size of Rangers sometimes it takes you a little while to to bed, to bed in because um, everybody will tell you when you play with the two clubs in Scotland expectations are you have got to win every game. You have to perform. You've got to be at your best. And sometimes it takes a while to go up to speed for that. Raskin, I, I've admired him since he came in. I think he's been excellent. Uh, he's got to be a massive part of Rangers going forward with Michael Bale of that, there's no doubt. But as I said earlier, when, when you look at the squads and they're still trying to add to them, the competition, and I think that's what's good for players at that these clubs... Because the competition, you know that if you know the top of your game, there's somebody sitting there waiting to take their opportunity and take your jersey. So it's going to be interesting over the next um, coming weeks. And it's not that far away before this league campaign kicks off. I'm going to try and get out to a few games, have a look as well. It'll be really interesting to see how the, how teams are developing. David, you mentioned Yanis Hadji there and you thought he changed the game when he came on. Are you expecting a big season from him? He obviously found it tough towards the end of last season, was out with a year-long injury and he was eased back into the team by Michael Beale. But, you know, the same as I was saying earlier on, with a, a pre-season under his belt and being able to work closely with Michael Beale over an extended period, are you expecting big things from Hadji in his full return? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think he's, a, he's a quality, quality fit midfielder. I think he's got great technique, um, he's got the ability to play a pass, but he's also got the ability to dig, 
and win the ball to, to make that pass. And I think, I think I've got high expectations for him um, this season, playing alongside Raskin and Cantwell and all these kind of players to get to get somewhere. And I hope so. The one thing is. He's now got a lot of competition as mm. well, Yanis Hadji, doesn't he? Because Rangers have brought in a lot of players in that position. And when yeah. I say that position, it looks as if it is going to be quite fluid under Michael Beale. But in terms of attacking midfielders that can maybe play a slightly wider role as well, there's quite a lot of numbers in that area. Look, Hadji was very, very unlucky with, with injuries. Um, of that, there's no doubt. The lad has got good ability. What I think will keep you in the team probably this season is the one thing that the modern-day midfield player has to do now is add goals to his game. And I think he's certainly got that in his locker. I think he can pick up good positions. I think he's a he's, he's a clinical finisher when he, he wants to be. I do think, I, I do agree with David. I think he is a very, very skillful player. He just needs that little bit of luck where he's getting the run of games. He's into a settled team. He's playing alongside better players. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how he goes with Michael Beale going forward for next season. But um, I think the Rangers fans will be excited with uh, the amount of options, especially in the middle of the park, uh, that Rangers have got. And they've got good quality in there, but they need to add goals and they need to be creative. Celtic last year, middle to front, were absolutely brilliant at it. The amount of goals that the front three could score, plus the, the 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 sort of a fringe players that come on in the wide areas, then you had the middle of the park, the, the ones that could create for you. If you're going to be successful going forward and you're going to mount a real challenge, that's what the Ranger manager must be looking for for me. David Michael Beale has already said that he expects three players to feature in the friendly against Hamburg on Saturday that didn't feature the other night. Cyril Dessers, Tom Lawrence and Kemar Roof. Are you looking forward to seeing what they can add? Of course, Kemar Roof and Tom Lawrence already have been at the club for a while but have been sort of plagued by injuries. Well, it'll be a chance to see how Lawrence can do. He never really get much of a chance. Um, yeah, Dessers, we need to get our strikers on the park and scoring goals before the league starts just to get them get their confidence high that they can hit the back of the net at Ibrox I think Yeah and there were reports today from I think the Netherlands that Rangers have put in an improved offer for Danilo the Feyenoord striker so Michael Beale certainly doesn't look done in that department said after the game the other night that you know he's one of several strikers they've still got an eye on Yeah well uh, the Rangers manager I don't think can come out and um, say that he's not been backed in this transfer window and quite rightly so because when they come in always believed that you had to get to the summer get the players, obviously, it was at the end of their careers at Rangers and good servants they were out the door, get his ideas in. You talk about Lawrence here. When Lawrence came on the scene at first, I was very impressed with him. So he'll be like a new player as well because, once again, injuries, roof. I think a roof get terrific ability, can get you goals, but question mark, once again, with injuries, been a bit unlucky. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how going forward... That that's going to develop but if he has everyone fit in that squad he certainly get plenty of options well thank you to David let's stick with the phone Caroline is up next Rangers fan in Mary Hill Caroline what are you thinking tonight? Yeah, good evening Pam how are you doing? Hi, um, I was at the uh, testimonial game uh, there um, yeah, I thought 
like the last call I was talking about had you there. For me, um, I thought I had you was outstanding. Uh, I've actually, you know, I thought I had you on Instagram and stuff like that. And if you, if you look at him, I think he's built himself up. He absolutely looks built right across his chest. He's, he's obviously, you know, he's not exactly a big player. For, but I just think he's looking sharp as a tack. Raskin for me was good and red band. They were the three that have shown out the most for me. As I spoke to the producer there before I came on, it's difficult to tell what we think about these new players coming through because it's a friendly, we're doing roll-on subs, all the young boys were coming out as well, which I thought they absolutely done tremendous. I thought they played a great game, uh, showing you know confidence, shining through them as well, which is, could be a future as well, some of these young boys going through, moving forward. For me, I'm going to get back to Alan McCoy's days. I still can't seem to come to terms how you can find another super alley. An out-and-out six-box, six-yard box poacher who absolutely terrorised Celtic other teams in the past. And for me, I just can't seem to... I spoke to a couple of boys on the supporters list on the way back and we were looking at a chat about that. And I said, I think we just lack it that final third, you know, that super alley type of player. It'll be interesting to see, Gordon, I'll, I'll put that point to Gordon Caroline because you know first of all it depends on what type mm. of striker or strikers Michael Beale wants to play and what system because he might not necessarily want to have just an out and out you know penalty box striker that's sometimes not the style managers want to go for they maybe want strikers that can do more but there is also serial Dessers who Rangers fans haven't seen yet yeah, he yeah. may be that type of striker there's also the potential of Danilo coming in from Feyenoord or another striker as well so whether it is a, a penalty box striker or a poacher the type of player that Carolyn's looking for you know Michael Beale's certainly addressing that area and in a real overhaul as well yeah first and foremost I, I, I totally I totally agree I think that everyone would like a and I'm a Ali McCoy's type um, I played with Ali at Rangers and I played against him a few times Um if I was a manager in the modern day game looking at the, the systems and everything, the most important thing at windy games and windy trebles and windy cups is goal scorers. It's as simple as that. I know that nowadays you've got to add a little bit more to your game, but when it all boils down, you get judged, especially at these teams, the size of these teams, and the chances that they'll create week in, week out, because they dominate most games, especially at home. You need a guy like Kyogo last year, just came alive. I watched Kyogo sometimes and thought, you know, he's having a quiet game, nothing's really happened for him, and then he just comes alive in the box and he gets goals. I think that Michael Beale would cut your hand off for an Alan McCoy's type because guys that can get you the goals that you need especially when maybe you're not at the top of your form, Andrew, is, is game changers for me. So they're that important. I think I think a, a striker, a penalty box striker, that knows where the back in there is, like an Alan McCoy's, but unfortunately they're not around the corner there. I think they're invaluable to you. When you look at Kamar Roof, and I know we're throwing about the name Ali McCoy's there, I'm obviously not comparing the two here, but Kamar Roof, whenever he has played for Rangers has proven that he can score goals. Yes, there's been the, the issues with injuries, but could that be a, a, a key to, you know, just scoring more this season, Rangers scoring more this season, is getting Kamaru fit? And I know people say that all the time, but you look at seasons when he's been fit, and even at that, he's maybe not been the lead striker, but 18 goals, 16 goals mm -hmm. in the two seasons where, 
you know, he, he has played. He certainly guarantees goals when he played, but it's just whether he can get fit or not. Yeah, that, that, that's a big question mark for a lad. Um, there's no doubt he can find the back of the net for you. Um, but once again, we, we touched on it, there's one or two being a little bit unlucky with injuries. That's what just happens sometimes in your career. You've got setbacks. You've got to you've got to pick yourself up and hopefully that bit of luck changes for you and you can get a run of games. You can show fans what you can do because he is a threat when he plays. He can score goals. But I look at the overall Rangers side. If, and I keep going back to it, if they are going to be this threat to Celtic, they need more than a one player, a roof, or whoever it may be, just scoring 5, 10, 15, 20. They've got to have their wide men scoring goals. They've got to have their midfield creating. They've got to, you've got to have your midfield players nowadays for me scoring double figures. Um, that was where the difference with Celtic were the amount of goals that they scored from all over a pitch. Rangers have got to find that. Yes, you need a little bit of luck. You need injuries to not mount up because it has happened to one or two at Rangers. I think there's a lot. You're talking about the Hadjis of this world. You're talking about the Roos Salons. I think that's a big season for a, a right few Rangers players uh, to stand up. And the most important thing they've got to do is hit the ground running because you know that Celtic will certainly be in that camp. Carolyn, what are you looking forward to seeing most in this next friendly game on Saturday? Um, yeah, I'd like to see some of the big, the newer players coming in. Obviously, it's uh, obviously he's, he's given all the players the opportunity having a run it. Um, I, I just want to see more of the the, the kind of the midfield and the striking force. I think I'm kind of happy with Big Balligan coming back, and I thought he looked absolutely outstanding the other night. He's solid at the back. He's confident as well in the area he was covering. You know, without a shadow of doubt, his confidence. He's going to win a ball. He's going to take players out and whatever. Uh, I don't mean literally, but for me, I want to see like you know us pushing forward more pace. We're talking just as I was saying there. You're saying about it's not about um, across the box player. I know that this modern world is a fair played a lot of football in my days, but it's all moving forward to zones and stuff like that. The way the formations are set up as well. I don't know if Bill's going to go for playing with uh, two wide strikers, three strikers, two wide strikers, the diagonal ball, and I don't know if he's going to go back for whatever. Nobody really knows. It's, let's go that we can see a wee bit more on Saturday. We'll be interested to see what's happening. Well thank you very much to Caroline Still plenty of time for you to get involved Celtic fans, maybe you've got some interest In that game that happened Against uh, Yokohama F Marinos Maybe you've got some thoughts still on that Or the fact that there's plenty of reports today That the club are showing interest In Polish defender Mike Navrocki as well Maybe you've seen your club in League Cup Group action as well You've got plenty to say on that 01419511025 the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gorm DL here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And we want you to join us as well. 0141-951-1025. If you've got anything on your mind, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. There's obviously friendlies going on all over the world at the moment. I did see that on Twitter yesterday that uh, Bayern Munich were playing a friendly against a local German team and they were 18-0 up at half-time and finished the game 27-0. Who's that good for? 
What, what does that do for anyone? The, the, the person that probably scored 24 goals for Barcelona uh, in Barcelona by Munich. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say that would have been tough. Yeah, yeah, by Munich. Yeah, look, that's why you should never read. What, what, what teams tend to do is they'll have a couple of closed door games, easy ones where. I mean, there's, there's easy games know, and then there's that. I know right? that. But, but that's all about hitting the back end, eh? That's all about confidence. That's all about a wee bit more sharpness. Then you build the games up and they become tougher and tougher. You'll find that the substitutes will not be as many as what it was at the beginning because you've got to try and get everybody some minutes in their legs. But I've seen this before, Andrew. I, I, you know, used to... In my day when I was a manager, I used to play an amateur team that was your first game just so that you could get back in the swing have any score lines like that yeah uh, no no not at all um i thought i thought a good one nil away from home was great <laughs> for me but um i've seen this a million was that times. you just picking friendlies against easy teams James so you weren't getting hounded out the door by the time the season started yeah but listen i i was i've got to be honest here i was never a great one for you know winning every game comfortable um, because sometimes you can get carried away, your players can get carried away. I think it's all about timing. It's all about we keep using this, hitting the ground running. The most important thing for these teams is obviously the league campaign this year. Rangers especially with the amount of players that they brought in. Brendan Rodgers coming back as a Celtic manager. You want to time that perfectly and this is why the preparation is so careful. 01419511025 if you want to be up next. But it is William, a Celtic fan, and Craig End who's through at the moment. William, what are you thinking tonight? How you doing, guys? Good evening, Therese. Just, just to ask Gordon about the contrast between uh, Angie's style uh, of management and uh, Brendan's uh, style of management. I think I think the last time Brendan was more possession-based, it was in the change. In, when things went wrong for him during games, the ability to change systems and change wee tweaks here and there, you know. And in the day that, it was full on, you know, sort of a plan A and plan A works, make plan A better, you know, sort of a thing. So I, I think this time, I'm not saying possession-based, mere possession-based, mere tippy-tappy, but still, still with a good tempo. And I don't think, I don't think he'll use the inverted fin, uh, fullbacks. I, I, I don't think, I, because I don't think that suits the Brendan Rodgers system, you know, and I also think that he'll put Maeder through the middle more uh, this season as well. I don't think Maeder's a winger, and I don't think he's really a striker either, but I think he's sort of in between, and I think if he can get Maeder in front of goal, I think he'll, like he did at the weekend uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I just think William, what happens then with Kyogo if you assume that Kyogo's the starting striker? Is Maida just his backup? Can you see a system where the, the two of them play together? I think at one point in the friendly against Yokohama, Maida was still up top and Kyogo was playing in behind him. Is that something you could maybe see more of this season? I think I think that's what I was meaning by in-game management with Brendan. I think what he'll do is he'll change it. He'll change it... Uh, and he'll go to it up front in some games. I think that I think that's the main difference between Brendan Rodgers and Ange. You know, I think the styles are different. You know, because I think uh, Ange is more direct in his style. You know, whereas whereas Brendan Rodgers is more is more possession based, and that's why I don't think he'll use the inverted uh, fullbacks. They are very interesting, William, and I think everybody's looking forward to this to see what Brendan Rodgers, what type of football is going to bring to Celtic Park because. 
when he was there at first and now remember the style of football that he brought um, you can't argue he was very very successful I know Ange Postacoglu was completely different bums off seat the way they went forward the pace the ball boys getting the ball in very very quickly Brendan I don't think that sort of manager I think he, he thinks more about the game about keeping the possession whether they have to be patient then try and play through teams um, but I, th I think Brendan Rodgers tactically is, is very good uh, I remember watching one of the games at Ibrox and I think Graham Murty was the interim manager with Rangers and he showed the experience he had because Celtic went down to 10 men and, and I think everybody was waiting and Brendan Rodgers making a substitution, a defensive one and he put on attacking players and he, and he threw it. So, so tactically you've got to say Brendan Rodgers has been around the block a long, long time. He certainly knows the tactics of a football game but I think like every Celtic fan they're that used to in the last few years of this basically this three wide guys bags of pace bags of movement getting the ball up there very quick inverted full backs because uh, when when Postacoglu come in at the beginning and used that system it caught everybody out let's be honest it was absolutely brilliant it caught everybody out because people couldn't couldn't handle it and they had the right players to play it Greg Taylor turned into one of the best players going about doing it so It'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks, one, is he going to go with a striker in one-off? Is he going to go with the two wide men, with the pace? Is he going to play a diamond in the middle of the park? But I keep going back to what it says about Rangers. The one thing that they've got is they've certainly got options to change their formation when they want. On Dyson Maida, William's saying he thinks you can see him playing more centrally this season can you see that he, he especially you know scored a hat trick a first mm -hmm. half hat trick in the friendly this week but we've had callers on that have said that they think Celtic need another striker to complement Kyogo and oh could that be Maida you know because Brendan Rodgers has tested him out in there in a friendly and it certainly went well from an attacking sense yeah that's what the friendlies are for that's what that's what I'm saying Brendan would probably have worked on that in the training field and decided does it suit because what you've got to remember as well as much as you look at that and you think, oh, that that could work, you've had a player who was player of the year last year, scored, what, over 30 goals. So you've got to make sure that as much as you're changing your formation, much as you're thinking Maida up front with his pace is going to really hurt teams, you've got to remember you've got to keep the strength of Kyogo because he's your goal scorer. So if Brendan Rodgers thinks that that partnership could work, then certainly because I keep going back to the quality that's coming in behind them that can find their runs and their passing is, is excellent from Celtic. But I'll be interested to see Brendan thinks that is the way to go forward. Well, thank you to William. Let's stick on that topic with Ian, who's a Celtic fan in Greenock. Ian, have you got some thoughts on that? Yeah, how are you doing, Andrew? How are you doing, Gordon? Hi, Ian. Hi, Gordon. I've met you before, many, 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 many years ago. Plus, I met you in the Mearns when I was in the security. Oh, yeah. But you also met me when I was a 17-year-old at Ibrox in the, in the Rangers training area. Um, that was a long time ago. Hope you're not going to tell a bad story about me, and please. No, I, listen, I have never said a bad story about you, mate. Thank I you very be, much. I would even slag you, you know what I mean, because <laughs> you're, you're a good guy. But no, it's just a... You were talking about you've been a you were a centre forward just like myself, Gordon. Uh, and we're talking about you were debating there about 
Maeda, the both of you, winger, centre forward. You could play him. You could play him alongside Kyogo, not directly up top, but behind him. Like, like a false number nine, Gordon. Mm-hmm. And he was. No, if you look at you look at his first goal yesterday, a lot of people thought he'd missed it, but into the roof of the net. But you look at the pass, Andrew, to Hitati. He took out that whole defence and I bad him down the line. Thought it was a wee bit offside, but I, I don't think he used VR yesterday. But he scored three, goal, three good goals yesterday, and he could five or six. Easy. So, I don't know, Gordon, what do you think? Yeah, okay. look, I, I think that obviously uh, I'm, a, I'm sort of sitting on the fence. Where is his best position? Because, one, defensively, I think he's brilliant if he's playing against a very attacking fullback. And most most fullbacks in, in modern day football are very attacking now because his work rate's brilliant. Secondly, on the fact that fullbacks go forward and leave that space that He's got bags of pace that can hurt you left, right, and he still gets goals from there. Now, Brendan Rodgers, and that's what I said about the supply from the Celtics middle of the park. You know that they've got the quality. You might you make these runs; these guys normally find you. It's just what the Celtic manager feels is right. Because as I get back to, it, you could move things about and take away the strength of Kyogo. Kyogo might be a a guy that plays up there on his on his own. That's that's where he likes to play because he finds more space. He can make the runs off the shoulder of defences. Where all of a sudden there's a partner up there, and you know he's making that run and maybe um, blocking Kyogo's space. But they're certainly working it in training. They've got the preseason games they might have a look at. But I just think that it's one of those things that it's going to be options. I think I think Brendan Rodgers is a very forward-thinking manager in the sense that he goes into games and he, and he looks at probably all games different. Ange Postacoglu went into the games, you knew what you were getting from the Celtic team. You knew the formation. You knew the way they were going to play with the full-backs. I don't think you'll find that this year. I think Brendan Rodgers will tweak one or two things going into different games. Rodgers certainly found a lot of success in his first spell at Celtic, which, yes, was a long time ago now with an established number 10, whether it was Ryan Christie, whether it was Stuart Armstrong, whether it was Tom Rogic, all players that had a big impact in the game. Do you feel that's something that he may look to utilise again this season? And if so, who is that player? Could that be a, a Dyson Maida and you know press from that position? Is it someone like a Matt O'Reilly? Yeah, I, th- I think he's got the options to go... And, and do that. And and I know that you look at Celtic, for instance, I think McGregor, in my personal opinion, would be absolutely brilliant in that role. I know that the Celtic fans like him to be on the, the ball and, and dominate because that's the sort of player he is. But I think he's got that much ability that he can play that. But then do you move him when... You know, he's been arguably the best player in the country from yeah, the but, position but, he's been but, in for the but, last but we're all, couple of years. But then we're asking the question, do you move Kyogo about a little bit when he's been the player of the year and scored 30 goals for Celtic and he was banging them in left, right and centre? Only the manager knows that by working with his players and how he's going to fit the system in. But as I said, you knew what you were getting with Postacoglu. Everybody knew what they were getting. He wouldn't tweak it for anybody. That's the way he played. I think Brendan Rodgers is in a different ballpark here. I think he will tweak. 
his formation and his players and the style of football according to the games. A story today that I saw, certainly from Stephen McGowan, the Scottish Daily Mail, that Celtic are interested in Polish defender uh, Mike Navrocki, who is at Ligia Warsaw. He's been on the fringes of the, the Poland team, not a full international yet, 22 years old. I think was in the provisional squad for the World Cup, but that will certainly be a, a position you'd think Brendan Rodgers will be looking at, not just because, you know, they conceded six goals the other day, mm. but, you know, a lot of people have maybe targeted that as an area that they think Celtic could see some improvement in. 100%. 100%. I'll be very, very surprised and shocked that Brendan Rodgers didn't bring in a, another quality centre-half. I know he's got options there. Um, his main one, obviously, Carter Vickers and Starfell under Postacoglu were absolutely brilliant. Terrific partnership. Um, but he needs more because there's a lot of games to be played. Um, you can pick up niggly injuries, you can pick up suspensions. Um, you look at Awata the other night there at right back. For me, he's never a right back. So you've got to have that cover. You've got to have that two, three quality players. You can't get enough quality players in each position. The hardest part of your job then is with the quality players is as a manager, and this is where I thought Postacoglu was probably one of the best, he knows how to keep them happy. Right, there was not a lot of grumblings coming out of Celtic Park under Ange Postacoglu because he knew how to man manage. I think Brendan Rodgers is certainly in that same bracket, and I do see other players coming in, and especially in the defensive position. Well, thank you to Ian. You could be up next after the break by calling 01419511025. But first of all, let me tell you about this. Oh, you're kidding me on. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Well, we had a rollover as the call went to five rings, missing out on £44,444. But let's end the week on a high with a winner, why don't we? Because it's your chance to win £45,000 tomorrow when we make the next call. But you need to be in the draw. Enter now. Text YES to 61025. That's Y-E-S to 61025. If you get the call from us after three o'clock tomorrow, answer within five rings. Make sure you know the correct cash register amount as well. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate online entry is two pounds or call 0330 calls are charged at the standard rate it's over 18s only entries says leanne one on wednesday have rolled over and all the rules for this hits radio network scotland competition are on our website so text yes to 61025 for your chance to win forty-five thousand pounds good luck the cash register on clyde one 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Still time for you to get involved as well Are you shuffling about enough over there? I'm fine, yeah <laughs> Okay <laughs> you, caught, you caught me <laughs> off guard 0141-951-1025 If you want to get involved Or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB A bit of signing news today Coming out of Kilmarnock And it's that they Have sealed a return For Lewis Mayo Who spent last season On loan there From Rangers But he's now signed A permanent Three year deal So Derek McInnes Making moves to sort out Their defence He's obviously brought Stuart Finlay back already which is a, a 
signing he was very happy with and Lewis Mayo in there as well. When you look at the league table last season, I think they conceded the second most goals. Mm-hmm. Only Dundee United conceded more, so he'll be wanting a, a solid foundation. That said, they only conceded two more goals than Aberdeen, who finished in uh, third place. So it was quite a topsy-turvy team. Yeah, yeah it was a difficult uh, season for him, uh, for season back up. It was always going to be difficult, Andrew. Um, so Derek's a very experienced manager. Obviously lost his assistant manager to Dundee. Uh, so it's a new change for him as well because uh, him and Tony Dock worked together for a long, long time. Uh, I think Paul Sheeran's I'm part of the, the squad, uh, uh, the backroom staff. I know Paul very well, lovely guy. I had him at Air United. So uh, for all the people at Kilmarnock, all the Kilmarnock the supporters will be hoping for a better season. Well, we will go to Paul in Crookston in a second. But before that, let's hear a bit from Leon Balligan. He's been speaking to the media today after returning to Rangers. And he says that he thought he was a prank call when his agent first phoned him about returning to the club. I actually didn't even expect it. It was just one evening and my agent texted me. It was quite funny. He lined it up a bit like, yeah, would you consider going somewhere else? And I was like, well, where? What's the deal? And he said, yeah, I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's a bit of a smaller club. And I was like, well, how small? What are we talking about? My gut feeling told me maybe because we have a really good relationship, maybe he's trying to wind me up. And he was like, oh, only the wee Glasgow Rangers. <laughs> I said, no, this is not real. You're joking. And he said, no, what, what do you think? And I said, look, because it was quite late. I said, I'm tired. Uh, age is catching up. My eyes are falling, falling down. I can't keep them up. Um, I need to sleep a night on this, and if it's still there, then I can believe you. And as I put my phone down, a message still came through, and in, in, just said it's real. And then I struggled to to fall asleep that night a little bit. But the decision was made. My instant decision was clear. No, but really, really happy. Like everybody around me, all the people, even people that I'm not super close with, but like you know, distant friends, they messaged me because they all knew how happy I was when I was here before. And therefore, it's a, yeah, it's a really round and a nice thing. Yeah, Paul is a Rangers fan in Crookston. Paul, what are you thinking tonight? Oh, hi there, Andrew. Thanks for letting me on. Um, just a couple of points, really. Um, I was at the game the other night, and the one guy stood out to me. God might know him, uh, been the Motherwell links and everything else, but the guy Bailey Rice, I, I haven't really heard of him, to be honest, but me and my mate were saying... Just from a distance, I'm not going to say he's going to turn out to be that player, but he had the same physique as Calvin Bassey, just quite a big, strong type guy. Um, and I, I just thought he seemed to have a good lot of potential. Hopefully, he'll, he'll get an opportunity. Um, I just wanted your thoughts on that, and just the other wee point I wanted to say. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that to, to Gordon first, and I'll let you come back in. Bailey Rice was obviously signed by. Rangers from Motherwell's mm-hmm. academy. Motherwell had really high hopes for him in their academy. He then sort of rejected a, a professional offer with Motherwell to go to Rangers. Actually made his Rangers debut last season as well. But the fact that he's involved again at the age of 16, doesn't turn 17 until October, it shows that Michael Beale's got a lot of faith in the midfielder. Well, well certainly has. He's, he's in there in merit, obviously. He must be shown uh, day in, day out in the, in the training ground, Andrew how much he's maturing into a, a young footballer. And the manager's got every confidence in the world to put him into a game like that. And I like to see that, and I think the fans like to see that as well. Yes, there's a lot of competition there for that, but I think what the manager's really saying to him, look, I don't care what age you are, if you go and perform, then you will get an opportunity 
under my leadership. And I, and I think that's great news for, for young players. Yeah, and Paul was saying, you know, he thought that he was well-developed physically, Bailey Rice, that he could handle himself in a game against a Premier League side, which will always help in a player's development. Well, the one, the, the one thing I always found about English teams when they come up, whether it be Premier League team or a championship team, they were they were physical. You had to be able to handle yourself. Uh, they were very strong. The the one thing that the English teams go for with the amount of money that they, they spend down there's bags of pace as well. Um, so look, I, I think it was brilliant, and I'm I'm delighted that Paul's obviously um, been very impressed with him. He's um, still a long way to go, but it's a start. And if you're given an opportunity, there's a lot of young players out there. That that's all they need. They need the opportunity, they need the belief of the manager who thinks, I don't care what age you are, 16, 17, you're doing it every day against good quality players in training and I've got the belief in you. So it's now up to a young lad. Do you want to come back in, Paul? Well, another young player just to say before I make my second point is Adam Definer. I'd like to see a wee bit more of him. I think he's quite good. Um, but just to say, it's a bit of fireplay uh, news I heard today. I just want your thoughts on... Uh, I don't want to put you in the spot, but I do want to get your thoughts from a media point of view. Um, Neil Doncaster and uh, Murdoch Clenland, right, they're, they're the gatekeepers of the SPFL, really. Um, I just feel it's been a big letdown, again, to be honest. And, and for the salary they guys get, uh, I want to know, is there some sort of appraisal they get every year? Because Sky didn't fulfil their obligation last year with, with the games. Well, Paul, I'll just go into the, the Viaplay one at the moment, because I think there are a few misconceptions about it. You know, some people... I've maybe just read the headlines and think that Viaplay are completely, you know, pulling the plug on Scottish football and, and won't be showing anything. The, the Viaplay Cup matches that they are, of course, the, the rights holders for, they will be shown as normal. The SPFL, I'm told, are, you know, confident that they will get their full payments. Their payments are up to date from Viaplay and Viaplay have said that, you know, what's being broadcast today, expect to be broadcast tomorrow type thing. There's also the Scottish national team matches. They're on Viaplay as well. Those deals are brokered through... UEFA. So, you know, if, I think if you ask someone from the SPFL, they'll say, you know, yes, we've accepted this deal from Viaplay, but, you know, UEFA are also sorting deals through Viaplay as well. And it's really just Viaplay that have turned around and decided, you know, we now don't want to, they, they need to cost cuts. Eh, sorry, <laughs> they need to cut costs, Gosh, essentially. Yeah. And that's where they've decided to do it. It's certainly not ideal for everyone, but at the moment, there doesn't seem to be an immediate impact on. Scottish football No there's not real uh, Big panic just now Andrew Interesting We've got to watch this Going forward How it's going to develop I think it's very hard To play, uh, blame individuals um, When You know The company Has decided To cut back The costs um, Obviously Everybody entered The agreement In good faith And sometimes It just happens But I don't think everybody's panicking just now, but it's certainly one that we'll need to keep an eye on going forward here. Yeah, Paul does make a broader point there about the SPFL and the governance of the SPFL, which is a, an interesting point. I'd love to say that we could spend more time on it, but unfortunately we are coming to the end of the show tonight. It will be something I'm sure we'll touch on in the future a lot more, but thank you very much to Paul for that, for that interesting uh, point, just <laughs> just shuffling around, bashing the microphone. That's when you've been doing that the whole night, is it? <laughs> that's just the way I roll. Is that you just packing up because you know that it's your I, I'm just so. letting everybody know that's listening out there. I'm going home soon. <laughs> you're just folding your. To be fair, at least you're like tidying up on your way out as well. That's like when you know clubs get 
praised because they leave the, the dressing room in a, a clean state once they've finished? Well, I've come in here a few nights and uh, some of the way this table's been left is an absolute disgrace. What, you, what are you trying to say about Marvin Bartley last uh, night? And, and, and Kenny, Kenny Miller, he's, he's one as well. To be fair, I steal all his notes because he leaves them there. Also, for as much as you call Marvin Martin, there was a caller last night that did call Tell him they. Martin, but we did, <laughs> we did let that one slide. I can't wait to work with him again. <laughs> MB, I'll call him. Well, thank you very much. Unfortunately, that is all we've got time for tonight. But thank you to Gordon DL in the studio. Thank you for all your calls and tweets. And thank you if you just listened at home as well. Plenty to discuss tomorrow night as well. I'll be back in the studio with Hugh Keevans alongside me. So make sure to join us then. But stay right there because Amber is up next with all your Thursday throwbacks. <laughs>